All right, hello everyone. We're here from Samba Latte in Boca Park in Las Vegas, Nevada, USA. <laughs> we do have some people listening in from all over the world, so I, I thought I'd say that. Um, today, on the 20th episode of Felix's Expresso Ride and Podcast, we're with Doug Allen. Uh, thank you, Doug, first of all, for coming out. Thank you for having me. Awesome morning today, riding out with you. Um, why don't we dig into a little bit back to, back to the past, man. Tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, you know, how you got here to Vegas. Okay. I'm originally from Virginia, and I um, left Virginia, went to school in Florida, stayed in, in Florida for about 19 years. Uh, I own a company that does work for the Department of Defense. And about four years ago, we won uh, several projects in Northern California. So I decided to, I didn't want to move to California, so I decided to move to Las Vegas. It has a good airport, kind of cool, I thought. So we came here in 2009, and we've been here since then. So when you, when you say we, um, who, does that, who does that all encompass? That would be my wife, Brandy, and then my um, two kids. Well, was, at the time, we have four kids. Two of them are grown, uh, and well, they think they're grown, they're 18. <laughs> And then two of them still home. So the two that are still home are still here, and the two that are grown are back. They went back to Florida. Okay. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I, I won't go too deep into the uh, DOD contract because I know that. Uh, that yeah. You know, so, yeah. Let's keep that under wraps. I have to kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. Not that top secret. Well. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I know you've you've heard uh, to some of our podcasts, and, and I know you've um, you actually been on. on on the rides that we have, yeah. So, you know why we do this, right? I mean, we, we like talking to people who are not only here in Las Vegas, but um, really like to hear their stories of uh, their background and 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 what what uh, what brought them to to cycling. You know, so we'll start there as well. Okay. Um, what kind of initiated, um, I guess, that introduction to the bike? Well, I, I'm an accountant, so I spend a lot of time behind a desk. And in two years ago, I started having some heart issues, couldn't breathe. So I went to the doctor and he says, you know, I was 200, almost 280 pounds. And so he's like, you know, you're going to take all these pills and this kind of thing. And I'm not a pill guy. So he's like, your other option is you're going to have to get in shape. So I was like, well, here we go. So I went, I joined Lifetime. Okay. And started exercising. And got into first it was running swimming like triathlon triathlon type stuff and so i dropped well, i dropped 80 pounds and then i started training to do an iron man so i was you know got guys like pat trichel that are just great get you on the bike get you tease you with the excitement of the bike um and then started running so i was running you know i was up to running like 14 miles so one day I'm running back from the Overlook and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> you're like, running back from the Overlook? Yeah, I don't like running. Oh, wow. So you're really running? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because what I was training to do, I was going to do the uh, Ironman uh, for the one down at uh, Lake Mead. So the, let's, let's, before before you continue, yeah. right? So you were, you started exercising because of, of health reasons, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how did you even lose a, that, that whole part of, of losing 80 pounds? I mean, what, tell me a little bit about that. Just, that's pretty big. Yeah, it was huge. It was like losing a person. Um, 
I just started, I mean, I just started exercising like crazy. I was swimming, running, biking, doing weights. I was just spending all so, kinds of time. So, so you were looking at the medicine and, and the pills they had to take, or yeah. you were looking at a treadmill, and you are like, okay, let's just hit the treadmill. Yeah, because I'm not a pill guy, and okay. I didn't want to do that. And I knew I needed to get in shape. Yeah. So, you know, I thought, well, the best way to get in shape is to do cardio. Okay, cool. So I went crazy with it. I <laughs> yeah. mean, I was training. Brady will tell you, it was got to be kind of a prop because it gets addictive. Okay. So I was training too, way too much, to be honest with you. But I was shedding weight like crazy. And, right. Um, so, you know, running really was probably the the biggest because you know with with cycling you can ride but then you can you can relax if you get tired with running you, it's you know you pretty much that's it yeah yeah so that's that's how I did it and swimming I love to swim so okay okay so then then you got to uh, to meet Pat I got to meet Pat and then um, you know it's funny I met Pat in January or no in I guess it was. October. It's been less than two years ago. I've only been riding. January will be my second year of riding bikes. This coming January. Really? Yeah. So I met Pat with his class, and you know, of course, you know Pat. He's encouraging. He's he's just that guy. And uh, then I met Stephen White, and Steve is like um, was kind of the like the bar. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You ride yeah. and you, you want to be. Yeah. It's if a, you can keep with Steve, you go home and you're like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, it's a great benchmark. Yeah. yeah. So um, then, then I rode with him a lot and rode on Saturday rides and really started getting into it. And um, then I met Danny Cam. DK. DK at a uh, tri camp. Oh, the, the lifetime tri camp? Yeah, first lifetime tri camp. Okay. And, and it, I mean, Danny's like, you know, he'll get a big head, but he's almost not human. So you meet this guy, and he, you know, you're riding and you're dying, and he's over there texting, whatever. Taking just, selfies. Yeah, he just yeah. doesn't. But doing a podcast yeah. on himself. Yeah. But then he can, yeah, I mean, then he can, <laughs> yeah, he's. So I met him and um, started talking to him, and, you know, at this same time, I was kind of getting tired of. I wanted to do an Ironman, but I didn't really want to run, I just thought it was too much. So I started talking to him, and you know, and, and Danny's he's so charismatic, he just draws you in, you know. He's talking about racing and all this kind of cool stuff. So, yeah, um, he's, he's definitely a cycling magnet. Yeah, yeah, he pulls you in. So I was like, well, Danny, you know, what about training with you? And he's like, oh, yeah, I do that. So I said, well, I'm training for a triathlon, so I really want to, you know, keep working toward that. Um, I don't think I'm going to do an Ironman, but I still want to keep working for that. Of course, with Danny, Danny only listens to what he wants to hear. So he's thinking the whole time, yeah, whatever. I'm going to get you racing bikes. I, I, you know, that's Danny. So for like the first couple of weeks of training with him, he would schedule runs and swims. And then all of a sudden it started. There was no runs and no swims. It so, was all cycling. So so he, start, he started a, a funnel yeah. with you and, and knowing that, the yeah. end of this funnel was going to be cycling. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And you know, and then everything happened like that. It's like uh, he's like, "Hey, yeah, you're doing the Mount Charleston Hill climb." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you're, it's good. You won't be last. You'll be fine." I mean, he just tells you all that. Yeah. So one thing led to another, and the next thing I know, I'm you know I'm riding bikes all the time and training with Danny and that kind of thing. So okay, so. I mean, yeah, you, you were, it seems like the way that you're describing that is, is almost like he nudged you into focusing on cycling, right? Yeah. Um, but 
But what kind of kept you going? Because I've seen Danny train other people. I've done a couple of training sessions with Danny. And I mean, you really have to love it or else you're just going to throw the bike out the window and say, I don't want to do this again. So I've quit a million times. Okay. Um, because first of all, you know, I've raced stuff my whole life. I've raced dirt bikes. I've raced cars. i raced boats. Racing gets in you. You love to race. So that's part of it. And then, you know, I didn't want to quit. That's the biggest driver. I mean, there's been a million times where I have go after a ride with him and he'll just kill you. Like, uh, he does motor pacing on his little scooter. Uh-huh. And, you know, honestly, if there was a way I could kill him during that activity, I would. Because he's, you know, he's riding a scooter and he's giving, he's heckling you. Yeah. But you, that's what you get. I mean, he's pushing you. Because Danny doesn't train, like, Danny doesn't train to your level. Danny trains at his level. He doesn't train you like a lot of trainers do. Like, well, okay, well, you're going to be pretty good. Danny trains you like you're him. So, 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 so Danny, so Danny trains you from from the perspective of being on top of the mountain, and he's calling you to get up there. Yeah, he's training awesome. you like a pro. Okay, I mean, that's really when cool. you go train with Danny. Danny never treats me like um, uh, Cat Four or Cat whatever. He treats me like a Cat One, and he expects he expects you to perform like that, which yeah. is frustrating for you because sometimes you're like. You know, he's like, it's so easy. Get on his wheel. And you're like, yeah, okay. I'm trying. But that's that's how he is. And that's what makes pushing you to be, to be better. Yeah. So, that phase of, 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 I guess that was like the beginning part of training with Danny, right? Yes. yes. And from the, from the beginning of, I guess eight, maybe like eight months ago, was it like nine months ago? Mm-hmm. Right? Um... To today, I don't know if you know this, but you're kind of known as being the rookie of the year in cycling, oh, um, wow. at, at least here in, in, in Las Vegas. Because you know, I, I remember when I first saw you on the bike. You know, um, like you said, I mean, it was completely new to you, right? Yep. And then you just completely dove in because of your character, because of who you are. You say competing is in your blood. I mean, you combine that type of character with someone like like Danny, who can guide you and train you. And this is gonna. The result is this. Right. You're you're gonna be you know in races um, and experiencing the whole California scene, um, and 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 being who you are now. So, I guess uh, could you share a little bit of that story on how and why you started racing and a little bit of that? Yeah. Um, Danny. Danny would. Um, Danny's not. Danny. I mean, I, I don't. I can't say enough good about him. But he didn't just train you. Danny facilitates everything. Like, he doesn't just tell you to go to a race. He, he's making sure you go. he goes with you. So, he talked me into doing the, what was it, the first uh, Charleston Hill climb, which I'm not a climber. I did that. But he encouraged me, you know, and he's, he'll, he'll text you afterwards and check on you and make sure you're good and talk about it and all that kind of stuff. Then he took me to San Bernardino, or no, was it Kern County was my first race, which is in Bakersfield. And he took me to that race. This is at a like a real NASCAR racetrack. Okay. You know, I've never done this. You get on the line, and he's right there. And he's talking to the official. I mean, he's really taking care of you. And he's Danny Cam. He knows everybody. He's, you know, the bomb. So that was my first race. And he told me before the race, he's like, you either love it or you'll hate it. Well, I love it. It's fast. It's, it's totally different than group riding. You can be... It's just... It's, it's more strategy 
and tactics than it is really strength. It's all about, look, we were talking on the way over here, it's, it's not necessarily the strongest guy wins. It's usually the smartest guy wins. I mean, it helps to be strong. But when you get in there and, you, and you're riding with these guys and all this strategy's going on and you're able to see things and tactics, mm-hmm. it's, it's addicting. You do it once, you're mm-hmm. in. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Um, and so that was the first race. And then the next thing I know, we're going the next weekend and the next weekend and the next weekend. And then we raced. How are you, how are you able to balance um, a race schedule like the one that you've had this past year and your other life? It's called self-employed. <laughs> self-employed. <laughs> uh, it's tough. You know, because yeah, don't ask Brandy. <laughs> Brandy's right here, sitting sitting right next to you. You know, and and she she woke up this morning to, I'm sure to you know, come in and, and support you and, and be here with you, um, and I'm, I'm sure she's probably done that this whole year. Yeah, she's in some capacity. She's went to me with me to every race. Um, she's kind of the team mom. She, you know, she takes care. Of, yeah. Danny usually goes with us. Bringing bringing the oranges. Yeah, and she stuff. brings water. And, <laughs> you know, we we went and she'll tend to Danny and me and take care and watch the whole day so she's been a real trooper it's tough because you go you train every day early so you're going to bed at night so she's like you know you're going to bed and you're exhausted when you train with Danny there's no the word recovery isn't really in Danny's language (laughs) he doesn't know that word Uh so you're training hard every day and then you're tired then you got to work and then come the weekend you go ride Saturday morning with a lifetime it's what you know ride with them you're it's all about the race and you're focused on the race so that is hard because when she's over here like hello and then you get up Sunday morning and you're you're out at 6.30 in the morning focused on the race you race and then Danny races and you watch Danny's race and you talk about all the tactics and the strategies and because he's teaching you even when Danny's racing which is hilarious Danny when you're watching Danny racing he'll talk to you from the race and say, see what I'm doing? Watch this, I'm gonna float. Really? Yeah. Um, so you're, you know, you're getting trained there. And yeah. then, then you get back in the car and you drive three or four hours back home and guess what you talk about the whole time. And then poor Brandy is sitting over here going, hey, you know. Yeah. And then it all starts over again on that Monday. So yeah. it's pretty, it's intense, it's challenging and it takes a lot of time. Um, so. No, that's a balancing. Notice I'm not looking to the to the right here. Well, I th- I, I I also um, I think before we came out here, I asked you if you had any any more trips planned, you know, for the year. And it seems like you're pretty stacked up. You have uh, some some cool fun trips. So, oh yeah, you know, I I think that's 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 definitely important. I'm sure you know you you. We got to take a little time. That, like I'm, the last race was Manhattan Beach, and then. Um, so after Manhattan Beach, I was telling you, I sent my bike off to get it repaired. And now I'm just kind of taking a little time to, you know, kind of figure out how to balance all this, to be honest with you. So now that I've done it for a year, I know the races that are, I really like and, and that kind of thing. So now I can go into next year and be a little more organized. Right. So um, that's, that's a great, a yeah, yeah, that, that's a great um, way. Transitioning to my, my next question is, um, how do you look at a, at scheduling a season? Like what what type of like what's your process for that? Well, there are certain races that I really like because of the location or whatever. You know, Danny always says don't 
don't look at a course and say that's my favorite course because then it psychs you out because then you start thinking other courses are not and that kind of thing. So okay. what I want to do is try to race two, two times a month and pick out of those races which ones are the ones that are, number one, going to be the best location because then I can take the family down and actually they can have fun. Yeah. And then I can race. Awesome. And then also the the races I like too, you know, like the Santa Clarita, that's where I podiumed. I really I like that race. It's cool. Um, I'm not a big road race guy, so it's gotta be crits. So that's kind of how I'm gonna pick out what I wanna what I wanna do next year. And then yeah. of course there's always the Danny element where he's like, Hey you gotta go this weekend, it's the you know. Yeah. So we'll go to those. Yeah. Why don't we um what is there is there any way that we could kind of give a step-by-step emotion from your perspective, from Doug's perspective, um, in an actual race? So if you could kind of like walk me through and guide me through, uh, you know, painting a picture for what you do um, once you're here in Vegas, you know, you, you, have, a, you have a race on Sunday. Um, what's your whole preparation like? Um, not only for your equipment, but also maybe nutrition and maybe any type of mental or strategic um, advantages that you try to find. Okay. Well, any race you do is tactical. So I have the advantage of Danny knows every race. So if we're racing, um, like when we race Manhattan Beach, Danny is going to, we're going to start Monday and we're going to train killer hard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. Okay. I mean, we're really going to train hard. Danny. So what, what's that training like? It's going to be like drills, sprinting, um, a lot of uh, interval type stuff. Okay. 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 And then as the week kind of goes down, we'll go from hard to, to tactical. So like Grand, the, the Manhattan Grand Prix has two hairpin turns. So we went over to downtown Summerlin and we practice those turns. And he'll simulate exactly like it's in the race. Okay. He'll even do stuff like put cones down and make you make the turn this way or make you make the turn this way and he'll talk to you about okay this is what happens when you're coming out of the turn you know you can either go inside or outside sometimes people do inside this is how you react to that and we'll work on that for you know an hour and a half two hours so then he's preparing you psychologically for these because when you get to these races and you go through these turns it's a little intimidating if you haven't experienced it but he he works you through this all the way through Friday and you're mentally prepared and he talks to you about how the race is how fast it is um, and then we go inside and he'll talk about okay when you're inside you're holding this many watts if you hold X amount of watts on the straightaways go through the turns here's where you recover and Danny knows you this is something that's amazing about him ride with him one day and ask him to identify all the people he's riding with and who they are and what they know how to do and wh- how they ride, he'll tell you. Mm-hmm. He knows who's fast, who's slow, who's going to blow up. Who's so when you're having this talk, he's telling you what to look for. Okay, when you go up this hill, Doug, this is what's going to happen. So you want to float, you want to get because he knows you too. Right. So that's what you're doing mentally. Prepare. Then Friday is usually a recovery day, easy. Saturday's an easy ride, zone two type stuff. And then Sunday morning, it's all. It's you, you're there. And we, he'll usually wake up, give you a pep talk, make sure you eat, you know, and then talk you through it, how you feeling, that's what he always says, mm-hmm. how you feeling, mm-hmm. and then you get to the race. 
So you um, you were you mentioned a little bit of data in there. Do you um, do you use data for oh, training? Do yep. you that son of a do you use data for for your races? Like how do you what's your strategy he there? Everything. Yeah, Danny does. You, I think I think you were telling me about some uh, supercomputer yeah. he has in his yeah garage. yeah yeah. <laughs> he has this uh, 1980 <laughs> huge computer that that probably controls the grid in Vegas. I don't know. Yeah, but he tracks. He tracks everything. Uh -huh. So your watch, there's no fooling Danny. Like you can't tell him something. He knows. And another thing about him too is he can look at you and tell, like you're only doing this amount of watch. He knows. He yeah. so you can't fool him. But he tracks all that, and then he'll tell you like, okay, like he'll say, okay, you're going to do Villa today. On Villa today, I don't want you to do. I want you to do. I want your cadence to be here. I want your heart rate to be here, and I want your watch to be here. And, I don't, and then he'll say to you, I don't care who passes you. I don't care what happens. If you're the dead last, this is what I want done. Because he's working toward a specific thing because he knows your strengths and weaknesses. And in the race, he'll tell you the same thing. You need to have your watts here. You need to do this. Um, every day, every workout I do, he gets through uh, Garmin and um, Training Peaks. And right. So he analyzes it. Okay. And that's so, how he plans his training. So do you, do you um, leave all that weight and that work on him, or do you do you actually like look in it as well and analyze it yourself? Well, I'm a numbers guy, okay. so I do analyze it um, sometimes. I, I try to be careful because I try to really be careful with that because I can get too too into it and then it starts taking away from the fun. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, if you get back from the ride, you're like, oh crap, I didn't do. So when I tr try a lot of times to ride and let him worry about more of that and let me worry about having. Because I want to have fun. Yeah. You know, if you start not having fun, it turns into a job, and that's no fun. Yeah. So I try to kind of balance that, because otherwise you can get, you know, you ride with guys all the time, and all of a sudden they take off, and you're like, what do you do? What's the Strava segment? I'm yeah. Trying to, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I try to kind of balance that so I don't get too too intensely under the... Yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that for sure. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's good to just go ride and not even look at your... Yeah. And then I've, it's funny, you come back and it was a great ride. You know, you're like, what? Yeah, for sure. So we arrive on race day. It's a Sunday. It's nice out. Mm -hmm. And you're at the starting line. Yeah. First What's thing that is like? Your heart rate. If your max heart rate is 140, when you get on that start line, it's 180. It's 180? I'm not, I'm not okay. kidding you. I run my races. I will do, I usually run about 25 beats faster then I will run on my fastest ride at riding on Saturday or whatever. Damn. Because it's, I'm not kidding. It's intense. You're so nervous and you all line up and it's, it's just nerve wracking. But then they, you know, blow the whistle or whatever and you take off. And, you know, I'm a sprinter. So what I'm trying to do is, you know, I'm not going to really be aggressive at first. I'm really trying to sit in, stay with the pack work my way up and then at the end get in a good position to to kill it now are you at this point in the starting line um what's kind of going through your head are you are you are you analyzing the people around you are you aware that your heart rate is at you know 180 yeah. um are you trying to you know re reimagine um all the things that you were thinking about before the race, your strategy, are you, are you, you know, hearing Danny Cam in your ear? Like, what's kind of going well, usually on? Usually Danny Cam is right there, literally in your ear, Yeah, talking to you. But honestly, when I first started racing, the only thing I was thinking about is, 
please clip in. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't make yourself look stupid here. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm, I'm known for not like, for having a hard time clipping in on those, yeah. on those stops. So that's a big, that's a, it's, it's like huge. a little thing. It's a, remember we were just talking about details. Yeah, it's huge. So, yep. And that has that happened? Where you yeah, kind I've of had messed a, up? I've had uh, one or two races where I get going and I don't get clipped in and it's like, and then it gets really, it's, it's really frustrating because you're, at the same time all these people are passing you. Yeah. And so you're like, oh my God. So, you know, but. And Danny's probably like yelling. Yeah. yeah. But you get, what happens though is you realize is that, you know, everybody's taken off and you're fine. You know, yeah. now if I miss the clip, I relax, clip in and catch up. It's no big deal. Okay. But at first, that's really what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, then now you start, the more you race, you start looking around like, okay, who's, because Kevin and I are talking about, you know every, you know the people. You, you start, race with you them start every knowing week. the uh, yeah. other people's profiles. So you like want what to see, talking okay, about Danny was doing. How, is there a team here? Because if there's a team there, I mean, that's happened to me at Rupa Valley. I had a, there was a team of six guys. And every time we came around on that, the downstretch, I would try to get to the front, and they they would call call it out. Mm -hmm. Watch monster block 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 block, and they would come over, and I could they block me. So you, you want to identify the team who's there, and then you're kind of then you want to I count everybody because when you're racing, you want to know okay where am I at? And the only way to know that is you know if there's ten people in front of me and the race field has twelve, well I'm not in the greatest spot. Mm -hmm. um, so you're kind of measuring all that up. And then you're you're starting to think, and you're doing this kind of before the race. Like me, I go and I want to. Uh, Danny's taught me to to take the track backwards and decide where my sprint point is. Okay, where do I feel comfortable sprinting? So, because you, you don't want to get out there and and just react. You want to stick with your plan. Because yeah. if if you can only sprint, you know, I don't know, ten feet, and all of a sudden you get excited and try to go for fifty, well you're going to blow up. Yeah. So you got to stick with your kind of your game plan. So. Then you got to look at the race. Okay, is this last turn? You know, whoever comes out of this last turn, are they going to win the race? Well, then the race isn't won here. The race is won over here. Uh -huh. So you got to figure all that out and kind of have an idea of what you're going to do. And now at the beginning, it's just hang on. That's what you're thinking. Get get my cleat in and hang on mm -hmm. and finish the race, and I'll be ecstatic. That's what you're really thinking in the beginning. Okay. I mean, you're scared to death. Yeah. You really are. It's yeah. scary. And then when you start going and you're in this big pack, it's for, especially with our categories, in mushrooms, there's four, five, six guys wide, and you're, you're right in the middle of that. And you're elbowing and you're hitting and people are talking and there's cussing and there's, it's intense. It's yeah. not like a group ride where you're a bunch of buddies and everybody's yeah. like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I touched yeah. you. Yeah, did, did you did you watch this show last night? Yeah, yeah, I mean, hey man, you're really riding good. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like that. There, there's a lot of elbows and there's, you know, you're touching and you have to be comfortable with that because yeah. it freaks you out, you know. Just I mean, in Manhattan Grand Prix, a guy was was riding with, he kept, I'd come down the side and he kept hitting me. Well, finally, I would, I'm not a small guy, so, you know, he kept kind of touching me, touching me with this last, the third lap to go, he came over and I was near the curb and he touched me and I couldn't go anywhere. Well, he, he fell, I mean, mm -hmm. he, he got spooked him and he went down and I felt really bad but that's, that's racing yeah you know so 
How long? How long does an uh, does an experience like that stay with you? Do you take that onto your next race, or you just drop it? Oh, you no, cut you it off. Take it. You take it on. Yeah. When something happens, like it's you know, especially if you see a wreck, like at Dana Point, there was some pretty serious crashes, mm -hmm. and that really messes with your head. Mm -hmm. You know, especially when it happens right in front of you, because you you're a second away from being in it. Um, you know, it's that's kind of. Do you, do you feel like the, um, those experiences have, have weighed on you or have you been able to recycle those experiences into, into making you a better and smarter rider? Better, smarter rider. Because what you're doing is you're looking and saying, okay, what happened? You know, why did it happen? And then you try to extract from that, okay, what, what can I do differently? You know, um, you know, a lot of it's not protecting your front wheel or doing something really stupid. And you, and you see it happen like you'll watch you'll be in the middle of the race and you'll see a guy do something and then you'll you'll, you'll see it unfold and then you're basically watching because first of all the bike flexes and then flies up and then he goes everywhere so Danny calls it a yard sale you know so you're you're watching you're watching this dynamic and you're you're trying to you know extract from that okay what did he do wrong and what should I not do you know how do I ride smart like when you're riding Danny always teaches you to always have an out and that's huge because I've avoided wrecks because of that. And what I mean by that is, is when you get in a mushroom and you're in the middle, you can't go anywhere. I mean, it's either you're going to hit the guy, you're going, you know, you might be going 35. So it's not like you're going to stop on a dime. So have an out. Have a go this way, go this way, whatever. You know, that's part of what he talks about with half wheeling. If you're half wheeling somebody and you're on this side where your options are limited, if something goes wrong, you just can't go this way. Mm -hmm. So. You know, always make sure you're in a position where you can go outside, inside. So you learn, learn all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Work. For sure. But it changes you. You know, when you come back to do like a group ride, you start seeing things. I didn't understand this at first, but like when I first started riding, Pat, Danny, Steve White, these guys would point out things that you did. Like they'd get on me and say, man, you could have caused this and this. And I, you know, get a little butt hurt. But then now, you go on a ride and then you start seeing it. Yeah. Like, whoa, that guy just, what he just did could have been yeah. catastrophic. So, you learn. So, out of uh, your, your whole racing season, which one has been, which race do you think has been like the most successful for you? Um, you know, from, from any perspective. Like from a learning perspective, you know, finishing perspective. I mean, which one have you really, um, you know, impacted your 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 want and your desire to continue and, and do better well the races that you know obviously the one i podiumed on in santa clarita was obviously my favorite because you know that was like a that was kind of a what sort of looking for kind of validates all your hard work but my favorite race i really like i like going fast I do not like, that's why I hate hills. I mean, hills, you're going slow. Yeah. No matter, I don't care how fast you are, you're still slow. I like going fast. So my favorite race, like Dana Point was probably my favorite. It's scariest, and I can't wait to race it again. But it's got a chicane, and it's it's fast. I mean, it has a lot of rep, but it's fast. The whole time, you're on the gas. Um, I like that one. There was one in L.A. that was, uh, I liked it a lot. It had straightaways, and it was fast. Really enjoyed that. Um, I mean, there's a couple of them I really liked. I just enjoy going fast. So the faster the race, the more fun it is for me. I think that's cool, you know? Okay. I don't want to 
go slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Defeats the purpose, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So there's been a, a, I think there's three kits around here that say Monster Media on them. Um, how did you, you know, besides the, the connection with Danny, how do you see um, that club and team kind of growing into, into Vegas? Well, first of all, Monster Media is a, is a great team and it's a group of great people. You know, I was talking on the way over here, like Chris DeMarkey, Phil Tensman. These guys are the real deal. I mean, they are the real deal. And they're great people, too. I mean, you know, you you go, you know, like Chris, he's just really, really nice. He's very friendly. He's encouraging. He's supportive. They're, they're just good people. And so they really support you. They encourage you. They care about what you're doing, and they try to help you. I mean, they give you tips. It's just like even Kevin here. You know, you can go talk to a guy like him. He'll tell you, hey, do this, do this, don't do this. Keith, same thing. They're just... They're all good people, and they try to help you. It's not like it's um, a secret, and they're trying to keep you from getting better. They want to help you. They want to work with you. So you meet these guys, and they're so helpful, and they're they're awesome. They're cool. Like mm -hmm. We were talking on the way over here. They're just bad to the bone. They're just really cool. And then they give you, you know, Monster Media has all kinds of really deep discounts for all their members. So they, you know, you can buy anything on their website and stuff, really deep discounts, which helps. And so it's just sure. a great team. Now, as far as Vegas is concerned, um, Vegas isn't really a big race, race town, you know. So there's a lot of people that have joined that won't race, and that's fine. That's whatever. But I think that it's going to get more and more popular because it's a cool team to be a part of. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, I see, I see, I see the, um, the reach getting further and further as, as time goes yeah. by. And, and it's, it's really cool to see, actually, because... Um, there, there isn't that, you know, race culture in Las Vegas, um, and I think the the, mo the biggest connection I think to that, or at least the one that I've experienced, um, is is one that, you know, when Danny gets on a podium and then he posts that on social media, everyone knows Danny's from Las Vegas, right? But he's he's representing a team that's mainly from California, right? Right. Um, so it it is pretty cool to have someone kind of bridging. Creating that bridge, yep. really, you know, from um, the desert to the coast um, of Southern California, and and um, well, more it's cyclists good to need to it's go cool. to the races. Yeah. It's, to me, it, it's you know, like Danny went and competed in the national championship, if you will, in cycling in North Carolina. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. And he finished, I think, I don't know, fourth, whatever. But that's amazing. Our guy right here in town goes and yeah. finishes fourth place. The sad thing is, when you go to these races, no one from Vegas ever comes and watches. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I, the Manhattan Grand Prix, Mark uh, Weimer came, he watched. But, you know, that's supporting your team there. And plus, if you're going to ride, at least go watch one because it's, it's a game changer. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's like a group ride and it's yeah. all this. It's not. Everybody says it's dangerous. Yeah. It's not as dangerous as, as it comes across either. It, you've got to go experience it. I mean, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And watch Danny, Danny ride. Is, and the cool thing with watching Danny ride is he'll, he'll play with you while you're in the stands. He'll talk, call yeah. you out and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, cool. this, this just kind of popped in my head. But that it would be interesting to kind of create like a, 
a big party, like a not like a party bus, but like even a caravan. You know, I mean, yeah. if there's a, a, a race going on and, and it's it's a nice spot, I prefer one closer to the beach because then I can just go surfing or something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but if if uh, if you know of a race that's coming up next year, maybe we should plan on on getting the word out and everyone could just kind of go out there and, and you know wave that LV flag. Oh yeah, or just say hi. You know, I think yep. that would be that'd be kind of fun. It'd be really cool. Um, cool. And you get to see. You know, you can learn from that too because yeah. when you watch these races, it, it's it's totally different than going out and riding on Saturday. I mean, you know, Danny said before you can go out on Saturday and have some guy that's just killing the group ride, but then he can go to a race and he'll get lapped because mm-hmm. it's a different deal. Yeah, you know. Uh, and plus, when you're racing in the group ride, you get to decide where the finish line's at. Yeah, you know, like hey, yeah. it's right here. I'm going to tell you right now because I'm in the lead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, you know, the the, the group rides. At least the ones that, that I go to, um, I mean, you can't even compare them to what to what race teams are doing. Yeah. And you know, it, it's apples and oranges. It's a completely different thing. Um, different reasons why people go out, you know, on, to get on the bike. Um, so, you know, we have Kevin here. Uh, he's, he's actually going to be on, on the next podcast next weekend. Um, are you excited to be riding with him uh, and, oh, yeah. and being able to have someone here in Vegas who's um, also going to be with you in, in the trenches? You know, on some of these races. Oh yeah. It's awesome to have teammates or people you can talk to. Uh, it's just cool to, to see a guy in your gear, you know, and know that, hey, that's my, that's the Monster Media guy. Now, Kevin's ten times better than I, I hope to ever be, but uh, it's fun to ride with these guys because they challenge you, they push you. You know, if you go out and ride with them, it's like, it's like being a kid, you know, and you're like, okay, I'm riding with the big boys today. i got to really game up. Same with Keith. He's phenomenal rider too so you're you get to ride with these guys that are really really talented and that's how you get better you know do you have any um any or what are your goals for for the next season well i want to get i want to upgrade in the off season to a cat three and um so you know i probably will be able to do that and then next year races a three and then we'll we'll go from there you know um i'm old (laughs) so Well, you know, I'm joking, but yeah. I am old. So if I get to a three, and I can, we'll see what happens from there, you know. I just want to, I really want to master it as far as understanding how to race and really get comfortable and understand the strategies and the tactics because I think that's what it's really, is really appealing to me. Yeah, so from, from all, all your races this year, what do you think has been uh, your biggest weakness? My biggest weakness? Yeah. Uh... That's a that's a loaded question. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it's one it's one that it's good to kind of like reflect on, you know, and be aware patience. of it. Patience. Yeah, when you're racing, patience is a is a massive word. Yeah, you can get you can get really excited. Yeah. And and there was one race, Danny. Danny doesn't get mad at me very often, but he was mad and he didn't talk to me for like 30 minutes. But okay. Um, I was was in the front, and this I was feeling good, and this these two guys broke off. Well. I, got, I was like, you know, whatever, and I took off. Well, I took off and I burned that match because I had to sprint to catch them, and I was burned up. So then basically there was there was my sprint because the next lap was it. Yeah. So I kind of rolled across the line, you know, and he was, it's like, it's patience. It's knowing when to do what, when to attack, and that's, that's hard to, to learn. 
I mean, that's hard to learn in life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, don't ask Brink. Let, let alone a, a specific activity like yeah. cycling. You just have to. Everything's about that. You know, when to attack, when to sit in. You know, when a guy takes off and attacks, do you attack immediately? Do you wait? Do you? It's really understanding that and being patient as to what you're going to do. And then the second thing would be not to get. You know, I've learned this too. Is you. When you blow up a lot of times, it's like you get really frustrated, you know, and you're like, forget it, whatever. But I've learned, okay, something goes wrong, regroup, don't quit. You know, and there's been, there was one race in um, Bakersfield where I got dropped and I didn't quit. I stayed with it and then I ended up finishing the top 10. I caught the pack again and it kept on going. But I didn't, you know, freak out. I was like, okay, here's what I need to do. I need to really be perfect on my turns, and I can catch them. I got time. So you, you that's probably the number one thing I have to keep, okay. keep working on. Awesome, man. Um, last question. Yeah. And so, what, what do you think in terms of cycling, right? Mm -hmm. And I think we, we kind of just a little bit about that but what can you take from your whole cycling experience thus far trying something new training challenging yourself devoting your time to an activity mm -hmm. uh, that's a little bit more personal right what can you extract from that and utilize in your in your daily life something that you think you you'll, you're gonna be you're gonna be able to implement for the rest of your life? Okay, like lessons, life lessons from yeah. cycling. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things. I think number one, it's um, learning to to tenacity because with cycling you have this deal where you you get you get riding and then you get to a point and you kind of sit there for a long time. And it's very frustrating. And you know it. You know, like, okay, I started riding last week and I was slow. Now, you can use Strava's example. And now I'm PRing all the time. But then all of a sudden the day comes where you couldn't buy a PR. By so, yeah, you just, it just doesn't happen. And so tenacity, you know, to, to keep going. And in business, it's the same way. You know, if you quit every time, business gets that way. It gets stagnant. And you have to, you know, we are talking about them over. You have to recreate the wheel. You've got to make things exciting because if you don't there's no such thing as a, a business or anything that sits still it's either moving forward or it's, it's you know it's going reverse there's no yeah. let's cruise here yeah so that's one lesson um the second lesson would be um learning to work together because in cycling it's a team sport but it doesn't always seem like that and that's what we're talking the way over here you know you get in these races and everyone thinks it's very individual, but if you watch racing and you really understand what's going on, it's a group of guys that are collectively working together for for a common goal, not an individual. You know, when you watch a race, you'll see, especially the pro races, you'll watch the last part of the pro race, you'll see these guys, they peel off, they quit. And it, when I first, the first race went to, I was like, you're a pro and you quit? Well, it's because they're not quitting, but they're serving a function on the team. They're dragging this guy around to set up to win the race because the, the team wins the race, not just the one guy. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of team team stuff. And then the last thing would be the community. I mean, the cycling community is pretty 
amazing. You know, you, you really have a lot of good bonds and make good friends, and then they stick together when something happens, like Edgar, you know, Edgar got hurt. Right, Edgar went down, yeah. yeah. He's a Las Vegas uh, cyclist. Yep. Um, just a great guy, but, you know, he got hurt, and the day he got hurt, you've got, you know, I know Pat went to the hospital. You've got people that keep checking on him and, and care about him because, yeah. you know, he's part of the community, and that's that that's important in business and everything is to have that community spirit. So a lot of good stuff you can take from cycling, um, and it's great exercise, and that's that's really, at the end of the day, extremely important. You know, you've got to stay in shape, that kind of thing, so not get a bunch of on a bunch of uh, mm -hmm. uh, pills yeah for sure so yeah lots of good stuff cool on the way over here um, Kevin and yourself uh, we, we were talking about uh, a, a specific um, I guess uh, you know like experience while racing and, and you used uh, a certain you had vocabulary so there's like cycling culture vocabulary <laughs> and I, I asked you what a word meant and I think um, <laughs> we should we should maybe uh, close out with that. So, um, why, why don't you give uh, the the listeners and the audience um, a little bit of insight into into specific words that are used um, in cycling? Um, what, what word was this? Do you remember? remember what it was it hammer or something? Do you remember what I asked you when you, when um, the person on the outside was cutting in? Oh, chopping, chopping, chopping. Yeah. Okay, so everyone there, there's a, there's a word it's called chopping, um, and and this this word is is used in cycling. So what does chopping mean exactly? Basically, when you're going through a, it could be a straightaway too, but you get just ahead of the other guy, and then you dive in. So the guy behind you, if if I'm if I'm right on your back wheel and you dive in, I don't have any choice but to either. And the guy's diving in from the outside. Yeah, right? it's usually in a turn. Okay. It happens that we were talking about it in the context of. Of racing, so right. you're coming out of a turn, and this guy goes wide, and then he he chops, he basically right. chops the field and goes inside. Well, here's the whole field coming; they don't have any choice. They're either going to crash or they're going to slow down. Yeah. So when he does that, everybody else is slowing down, and guess what he's doing? He never he's out of here. He's off to the races for lack of a better term. That's chopping. So so in this case, you want to be the chopper, right? Now now get chopped. Or well, what? I mean it's. It's a yeah, I'm not gonna say that on. The, no, it's I mean you shouldn't. It's etiquette not to chop. But okay, but it's racing. But it happens. It right? happens. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, is it intentional? I, probably. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it happens. So it's not really. I guess that's not a nice thing to do. Yeah. So if you're a racer out there, guys, and um, and they come in at you like that, just know you got you just got chopped. Right. <laughs> You've been chopped. Yeah. So uh, Doug. We're gonna close out. Um, is there is there anything you want to kind of leave out if, if, if someone wants to start out, you know, and, and is uh, they're interested in racing? Uh, do you have any good tips? You know, maybe like um, a few tips for them. Certainly, I would get. Um, it's getting around the right people that'll encourage you. I would highly recommend getting someone that is, you know, in the does it and understands it. You know, whether it be actually getting someone that you hire or actually getting someone like a mentor like you know a guy like Kevin or something says hey you know I want to race what did you do and he'll say this is what I did um, and then I would say you know get it's a, getting the right people around you you know I, I don't mind saying this about Steve White but Danny will tell you when I first met with Danny Danny's like well what's your goal I like my goal I want to ride with Steve White you know and that's funny but it was 
that was what I wanted. And so you get around those type of people that encourage you and help you, and the next thing you know, you'll get better and better, and, and then don't quit. That's, don't quit. That's a lot of what people do is they, they start getting to a good point, and then they, they quit because they either get dropped or, you know, whatever. You just keep going. You keep riding, and you ride your pace. Competition, you know, one of our core values of our business is that competition's internal, and I believe that. You, yes, you have to understand your competition externally and all that, but ultimately, at the end of the day, you're competing with yourself. And that's what you have to focus on every day when you're riding is, okay, I'm not out here today to beat Kevin. Kevin's going to beat me every day, but I'm out here to beat what I did last week and to keep improving. That's really what I would say. Awesome. Awesome. Beautiful. Uh, well, Dougie. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. It's uh, is, is awesome getting getting some insight on, you know, on your story from from A to Z. You know, your, your whole journey, and, and it's not even, you know, the, the, the end of the beginning of this journey. It's kind of like starting for you, and uh, really excited where it goes and, and how everything uh, turns out in this next season. Um, just for everyone, letting you guys know, we do have some cool announcements, um, exciting things coming forward. Um, we do have an event in September on the 22nd uh, during Interbike Week. It's called Fuel Talk. Uh, we're actually inviting... Uh, we have 11 panelists on this conference. It's going to be in downtown at the Iron Yard. Uh, please check it out. Uh, you can go to www.fueltalk.co. That's fueltalk.co. Um, check it out. And we'll see you soon. Thank you. Okay, another day in paradise.